Scripture comes to us today from the book of Colossians. We're reading from chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. The Apostle Paul writes these words, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if you have If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank You that we are counted among Your chosen people, Lord, for we have put our faith in You. And we know, Lord, that in doing so, You have called us to live as people who are clothed in the things of Christ. And Father, our desire today is that that would be true of us, that we would put on Christ, and that the world would see you through us. Lord, we know that this is only possible by your grace, for we are sinners, Lord. We are people who by nature clothe ourselves with pride and greed and anger and selfishness, Lord. It's by your grace that those things are stripped away and we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And we thank you for that, Lord. For your word this morning, we give you thanks. And for the opportunity we have to hear the interpretation of it, Lord, we are also grateful. We thank you for Pastor Mike. And as he comes today to share, Lord, we ask that your spirit would flow through him. And that he would be clothed with the words that you have for him to say. Give this church ears to hear everything that your spirit would say, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It was beautiful when you came up to the church today, wasn't it? Isle of flags and the bunting on the front. I really want to uh, thank you, uh, the Boy Scouts and and, uh, you servicemen, uh, for for making this day possible, I, I, I think of of the service that you know when we get to celebration of independence, one of the things that we as congregations and as Christians in North America need to be praying for all the time that since these men and these women have done so much to grant us this independence, that we might want to use it well, not only use our freedoms well, but use our freedom of religion well to to spread God's news throughout the land. So, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, thank you. We're going to come to them and, and, and really celebrate them in, in a minute. I do want to take a minute and, and share with you a coming attraction. As you see, Pastor Keith and I have been walking through this road trip. Uh, we're going to, to talk about uh, our road trip in, in a few... Uh, what we're going to do is... Uh, and we're going to move through that next week. And then we're going to go to uh, a time on the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, which is one of those things that Jesus taught us... Uh, so long ago, and we're going to dissect that in our, in our teaching time here 
this morning. Now, the last thing I want to say before we go to the sermon, I thought it was so cool when Jen came up here and talked, and I thought, how cool would that be to get up and, and do a sermon that was all in rhyme, but frankly, in preparation, I just don't have time. And I think it would be too much of a show, so to the sermon, let's go. Now, give me, you know, this is kind of a treat because I'm doing this all on my feet, so let's go. That's all right. I mean, you know, thank you. You know, if I don't get a cheer, I at least get an awe for that. So during our summer, we've been working on our, our, our summer series, and we say, what's needed for the trip today? You know, we talked about, you know, where you might be going, all that. But today we say, what is needed for a road trip when you go on? There's always the practical stuff. And when we talked uh, some time ago about, talk, you know, this sermon, we said, what are the practical things you need to do on a trip? Do, do you, um, where are you going to stay? Where are you going to eat? What, what you going to... Uh, whose house are you going to stop by? And then you also you talk about the program. What's the draw? Where are we going to go? And you can see, uh, are we going to Cedar Point, Ohio to ride those, those roller coasters? Or, or maybe we'll go to the beauty of the hills of Tennessee. Take a look at this. Maybe we'll just go out there. Or maybe we'll go sit on the beach at Lake Okoboji and just listen to the water roll in. What, what are we going to do? Well, the reality of it is, and Pastor Keith stood right here in this space and told us a few months or a few weeks ago, the reality of our lives is that we are always on a road trip. We're always on a road trip. So, so we really need to think practically about this. So I went downstairs a couple of weeks ago in the middle of this, and I was in between services, and I walked up to two tables, and I wanted to give them just a simple quiz about the road trip, because I had this sermon all plotted out. I was going to talk about the practical stuff, I was going to talk about the attractions we can go to. And so I said this question. I said, so um, when you're getting ready to go on a road trip, what's needed for the trip? Guess what the answer was from all of them? The right clothes. The right clothes. I'm like, what the heck? You guys are getting ahead of me up there. So slow down, slow down on the slides. Uh, The reality is we're always on a road trip. We're, we're always on, on a road trip. So, so what kind of clothes do I need to pack? What kind of clothes do I need to take along? You know, I, I live in a house with three women. Well, up to a couple weeks ago. Now I'm down to two. But I, I live in a house with two women. And the question still comes is, what do I need to pack? We're going on this trip. What do I need to pack? What, what, what are we going to do? What are the activities? Are we going to hiking? Are we going to beaches? Are, are, are we going to formal weather, formal dinners, what's the weather going to be like? What, what is the weather going to be like? Well, there's interpretations for all these answers. What are we going to take? What kind of clothes? Because see, I got to tell you, I'm married to this wonderful woman, but we have a different idea of packing for a trip, particularly in the area of volume. You see, <laughs> you see, when I go on a trip, I went to Branson with, with, with the family earlier this, this spring, and it was great. When I go on a trip, my goal in packing is to take just enough. Just enough. One of my happiest days on my trip and my vacation was the last day I'm putting everything back into the uh, suitcase, and I could look down there and say, wore it all. Wore everything. Everything I brought, I wore, except one pair of sweats, and it wasn't, you know, cool enough to need to wear that. Teresa, when she was putting all of her stuff back in, she says... I could go another week. <laughs> could go another week. 
Maybe that's just her way of warning me that she'd love to, to do that. But we always, when we talk about what kind of clothes we, we, we need, there's this, there's this volume difference. Now, the right clothes are important on the road trip through life. Now slide. There we go. The right clothes are important on the road trip of life. And if you look in the scriptures, in Colossians 3, verse 12, it says this. Therefore, Keith read this just a minute ago. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourself, it says. Clothe yourself. Put something on. Clothe yourself with the right clothes. You see, we need as Christ followers to put the right spiritual clothes on. To pack the right things for the trip and wear them on the road trip of our life. To, to use everything that God gives us and, and wear. Those are the clothes that we need to pack and wear for the road trip of life. And the Christ follower, I tell you, you'll wear them all. You will not end up at the end of the trip with a lot of things that you haven't used. Because you need them all. Leave not the clothing of compassion in your suitcase. Leave not forgiveness hanging in your closet. These are the things that we are to clothe ourselves with. Because if you wear them on the road trip of life, and this is important, folks will notice. Folks will notice that you're wearing the clothes of Christian on the road trip of your life. And you'll get noticed for what you're wearing. You'll always get noticed for what you're wearing. You ever had the occasion, we people from up here, to go to the south, the southeast, or somewhere where there's a beach in like early March. You ever had that happen? A few years back, we went down to visit one of my brothers-in-law in West Palm Beach, Florida. I mean, 10 years or so when my kids were still in junior high and elementary school. It was the first week of March. Now, when you're from here, you know what the first thing you want to do when you go to, to West Palm Beach? Get in the ocean, right? So it's the first week in March. My kids fling on their suits and they just go full speed running into that ocean. They're frolicking around out there. And these two people that were from that area came walking by the beach. Now my kids got swimsuits and they're in the Atlantic Ocean. These people got sweaters and earmuffs and gloves on. And they're walking the beach and they stop and they see my two girls out there frolicking around. They just look at each other and say, Northerners. <laughs> right? You know, you're going to get noticed for what you wear. Now, I grew up in this town, and in the 60s and 70s, one of the things that you... You okay? Oh, it's not turned on probably. All right. <laughs> Train of thought, just left the station. All right. Um, in the 1960s and, and 70s, if you grew up in this town or if you worked in this town, one thing that you always knew was if you saw a fellow in a white short sleeve shirt and a tie, where did you suspect he worked? College. Because that's what engineers wore back then. They, when, they, when you'd see him out in, in Pizza Hut or something like that at lunch, you'd see 10 guys in white short sleeve shirts and ties, you'd say, okay, Collins Rockwell is here. You know? Because what you wear does do a little bit of indicating who you are. You're going to get noticed for what you're wearing because you and I, as much as we might want to try in circum certain circumstances, are never invisible. We're not invisible. See, what you wear says a lot about who you are. It says a great deal about you, who you are on the road trip uh, of life. And so my admonition is simply this. Wear your Christianity and wear it conspicuously. No matter who you are, wear it out there where people can see it 
Now, now the, another thing I want to make sure is that, that you make sure the clothes of your faith are yours. I had a buddy, I still have a friend named Mark Green. He's a college teacher, and you've met one of these guys like this. When I first met Mark Green, I met him, you know, it was the early 90s, and he had a bow tie on. And when I saw him coming towards me at this meeting, I'm like, really? A bow tie? Seriously? And one minute into talking to Mark Green, I said, dude, you need to wear a bow tie everywhere you go. That fits you. That's who you are. You, you go to the beach, you need to wear that bow tie. Because that just says that's who you are. It fit him perfectly. It was, it was awesome for him. Now, it, it was his clothes, and they fit him perfectly. Now, it, you know, Pastor Keith and I have this all the time. You know, borrowed clothes and rental clothes, they might look good for you, but they're not ours. Everyone knows that. We have this all the time on our Saturday life of doing weddings. I knew this would happen yesterday, so I just kind of waited to it so I can explain it. Yesterday I had this wedding. It was great. And on Friday, I had the wedding rehearsal, and these guys showed up in flip-flops and their jeans, and they were all excited in the wedding rehearsal. Yesterday, if you go to the wedding, I got these three bricks that somebody strapped a tuxedo on, right? Three human bricks, and they look so uncomfortable. They're standing there the whole time going, dying. As soon as the thing's over, they kick their shoes off, you know, because they're not their clothes. Everybody knows, man, you look good, but they're not your clothes. And in our faith, we can't wear somebody else's clothes. You know, I, I noticed that the other day, too. I was in Jimmy John's over here off Collins Road, standing in line, and I came up behind a soldier, a young guy. Of course, I knew he was a soldier right away because, well, he was wearing what Caleb's wearing, so I knew right away, hey, that's a soldier. And he turned to me and said, how you doing, sir? And our brief conversation, because you don't wait long in Jimmy John, said, <laughs> you don't, you don't. I'm having a struggle here today, all right. <laughs> but as soon as I walked away from that young man, I said, Those, that guy's clothes fit. That's a soldier. He's wearing his own clothes because everything about him said, I'm doing my duty. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not holding that in. I'm showing that to everyone. You see, I tell you that because in relation to faith, you got to wear your own clothes. My faith won't fit you. My faith fits me. But my faith won't fit you. You have to pack and wear your own faith. And you have to make sure the clothes of your faith fit you. You have to make sure that they, they, that they look good on you, that they work right. I was, you know, when I was first at the end of my seminary career, I knew that I had to get some suits, you know, you gotta, you know, so you go out, and I, I go out to the mall, and I thought, I, I, got, I gotta move from jeans and t-shirts to suits, and so I went in there to the, to the clothing store, and they had this dark blue navy suit on sale, so I'm thinking, sale, my language, my size, let's try it on. I try it on, and the guy says this to me, he says, looks good. I looked down and I said, like, one arm's like this much longer than the other. He says, sir, that's really not hard to compensate. You just grab the cuff with your other hand and pull it up a little bit. And then just keep that arm straight. I said, you know, when I keep my arm straight like that, it kind of ruffles up the side. He says, well, just lean into it a little bit. Okay, and I'm saying, well, still, it's a $100 suit. So I'm thinking this over pretty good. And then I look at the pants, and they're horrible. And he says, well, it's really not that bad if you just kind of tip like this a little bit. That looks good. So I get, I get out. I'm walking through the mall like this. And I walk by this couple. 
And, and the woman says to the, to the man, as I walk by like this, he says, boy, it's a pity about that young man. And the guy says, yeah, but he's got a nice fitting suit on, you know. <laughs> you know, so you've <laughs> you got to make sure that, that your clothes fit. And if they don't fit, you need to make alterations until they do fit. And I'm talking about, about faith. Because, because every single one of us have clothes that really fit us on the outside. And to be honest with you, even, even in your middle age or my middle age, I sometimes put on my best outfit and I look back at the, mall, at the mirror and I say, wow, that looks good. You know, because you got that one outfit that just makes you feel good, right? You, you don't look any different than you did last night. But you feel good because it fits so well. And your whole day, you know, man, I know this is going to be a good day. I'm going to sell 10 houses today. I'm not even a realtor. That's how good a day this is going to be. I feel that good in this suit. You know, that, that's how it, it works. Because your favorite outfit that fits right, it just improves the way you feel about life. And the clothes of your faith, if they fit right, if they're truly yours, and you adopt them into your life, and they're tailored to, to, to fit you, you will feel right about your faith. And you can live it conspicuously. You can let it come from the inside out, and it's magnificent. And you need to ask yourself all the time, do the clothes of my faith fit right? What alterations do I need to make to honor Christ? with my life? Do I need some, to add some length in my biblical understanding? Do I need to sow in some forgiveness and humility? Do I need to shorten some pessimism and cut out the dismissive attitude towards people? Do, do I need to do those things? And, and I'll say this to you. Dress yourself. It seems odd, doesn't it? Dress yourself. No one can, no one can dress you in the, in the clothes of faith. You can come for biblical instruction but ultimately, you've got to put those clothes on yourself. You've got to pick them, and you've got to own them. You know, I grew up going on month-long vacations, which was awesome. We took those month-long vacations in the Apache Eagle pop-up, cr- crank-up trailer. You know what I'm talking about? And you don't have a lot of space in those things, because you've got cooking gear and everything else. So our whole family had this one trunk, a big, giant trunk, or like my wife would call, a suitcase among her many. Okay. <laughs> That's not going to get said at, eight th- at 11 o'clock. It's not going on the internet either. All right. We had this giant trunk, and every part of this trunk kind of had an area for your clothes. There were Sherry's clothes, there were Mark's clothes, there were Mike's clothes. And my mother, having an organizational scheme, put your whole outfit for the day together. So when you open it up, so that's the outfit for today, that you put it on, and, you know, then when we got to laundry day, all the clothes had been worn, right? Okay. My clothes were set out for me, and that was fine when I was a little child. And in a lot of ways, when we have Sunday school and Kids View and Powerhouse, your faith is laid out for you, too, when you're a little child. But when you're a child, you can think like a child, you can reason like a child. But when you become an adult, you have to have that faith altered by the Holy Spirit. And you have to be praying that it will fit you well and that you pick it out and that you uh, wear into it. Because no one can dress you. you. You have to pick and put on your own faith. You have to claim it because Christ calls to you and you have to wear the clothes of Christ and and don't let any of your clothes sit in the suitcase or the closet now here's one thing and I want you to be listening to me because this gets me in trouble at home always be expanding your wardrobe some of you just nudged your husband's like all right pastor said I got to buy new clothes and the answer is yes you do but not like the ones you can get at Von Maher or someplace not the kind you can get in the jeans aisle at Walmart. You see, 
we always have to be adding new clothes. It's always funny when you go somewhere, you know, when you go somewhere, especially at the beginning of the summer, and you'll be there with some kid who has difference between school clothes and play clothes and vacation clothes, and they put on last year's vacation clothes. You know, you always see that one boy the first day of his vacation, and his mom's put on jeans that go to here now because he grew over the winter. Like, oh, wow, we didn't see that coming. You know, they're undersized. He, he needs to add new clothes to, to his wardrobe. Now, in our faith, we need to be adding clothes to our wardrobe. We can't have just one faith, one outfit. You know, a lot of us got an outfit when we were in confirmation. You know, and that was our faith. We knew the Apostles' Creed. We knew the Lord's Prayer. We probably know the books of the Bible if we sing the song the right way. But you can't just have that one outfit to make you all the way through life. You have to keep adding to your wardrobe. You keep having to saying, do I need to add some clothes of compassion? Do I need to, 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 to put something else on? Do, do I, what, what new clothes do you need? What new clothes do you need to add to your Christian wardrobe, to honor Christ on the trip? Do you need to add compassion? Do you need to add kindness? Do you need to go out and get a robe of, uh, of patience? Do you need to put forgiveness in your closet and get ready to wear it? Do you need to add some loving things and let the rule of Christ be added to you? What will you add in worshipful service and work? Now, as I bring this home, I, I want to tell you this. You need to make sure the clothes of your faith represent Christ. You need to make sure the clothes of your faith represent Christ. I can't remember what day it was this week. It was one of those days when we were having really bad weather. And the sirens went off in Marion. And we have 127 children in Caring Corner. And we have, I, I learned a couple things then. I knew this one. We have a fantastically trained staff. And then I learned two other things. If they don't need help, don't help them. Because <laughs> three or four of us emptied out of our office building. We ran over here, and I got into the crib room, and I'm helping the ladies with the cribs. And I get into the, the little children's library down here, which is their safe room. The sirens are going off, and all the kids are crying. I'm thinking, oh, it's too bad. They're scared. And one of the teachers, bless her heart, she looked at me and said, Pastor Mike, thank you for helping. They all have stranger danger. Could you leave, please? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so, I, in, look, in you know, looking for a friend, I thought, well, I'll go downstairs. I went downstairs where the older kids were at. And, of course, older kids that have to sit for a half-hour tornado drill are bored stiff. So I start playing the... the um, uh, the staring game with one of them, and one of, uh, with a bunch of them, and one of them is dressed head to toe in red. He's got red tennis shoes. He's got red stripes on his socks. He's got red shorts on, and he's got a red T-shirt that says Indians on it. I, I got to love a kid like that. Being a Marion High School grad, I'm like, that's awesome. I said, so what's up with your clothing? He gets up like he's not supposed to because we're in a tornado. Really, gets up. He's, I got to represent the Indians, man. I'm like, right. Everything about his clothing was representing that he was one day going to ascend from Caring Corner into Marion High School, and he was going to be an Indian, and he was representing that. And I was saying, you know what? That's it. That's how our Christian clothes should be. They, they should represent us as well. And in, in Colossians 3, verse 17, it says this. It says, And whatever you do. See, there is no thing outside my whatever there's no thing outside your whatever either. So when Paul says, whatever you do, he means whatever you do needs to bring honor to Christ. 
however you act, needs to bring honor to Christ in every aspect of your daily living. And as a Christian, we need to represent Christ at all times. Whatever. Whatever's going on. Whatever is happening in our lives. So what impression, and this is a key question when you go home today, because hopefully you'll remember this great celebration of independence that we're going to have in a minute, and you'll remember this question, because hopefully it'll penetrate somewhere in your heart. What impression of Christ does another person have when they interact with you? What do they know about Christ, and what do they think about Christ after they've interacted with you? Now, lastly, when you wear the wardrobe of faith, Every day is a fashion risk because people notice. It's risky because you'll be noticed for your faith. But I tell you this, it's even riskier if you don't wear it. Do you remember the scripture where Jesus says, many will call me Lord, Lord, and some I will not know? They're the ones that left all the clothes of faith in their closet, knew where they were at, and didn't wear them. So for goodness sake, Wear the wardrobe of faith. Get dressed up for the road trip that's life. And keep those clothes on. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, our God, we thank you for the clothes that you give us to live. We thank you for the compassion that you put upon us, the patience that you have with us, the forgiveness that you offer us. We thank you for all of the things that you give us and put as uh, the clothes in our closet to wear. So let us put them into our hearts, Lord, and let them flow out to the outside so that we might be known as a Christian. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.